From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, January 22nd, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine is keeping Ohio's 10 p.m. curfew in place until further notice. Michael Tater has the reaction from Toledo. Ohio's statewide 10 p.m. curfew went into effect in November when there were around 8,500 cases a day. Today, we're at around 5,900 cases a day. And Lucas County Health Commissioner Eric Zajinski believes the curfew is helping. I think what you're seeing is a little bit of the curfew. I think you're seeing more face coverings. I think you're seeing an adherence to understanding that the disease is out there. Governor DeWine did hint that the curfew could be changed to 11 o'clock, but didn't say when that could be. I'm Michael Tater. The day started out a bit shakily in northwest Ohio. ONN's Dave James explains. There was a small earthquake overnight in northwest Ohio. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the magnitude 2.4 quake happened at 1222 this morning near Fort Shawnee, which is just south of Lima. Small earthquakes are not all that unusual in Ohio. The Ohio History Connection says the state has recorded at least 200 earthquakes above 2.0 magnitude since the earliest record in 1776. Dave James, ONN News. The Ohio History Connection says the largest earthquake in Ohio occurred March 9, 1937 in western Ohio in the Shelby and Auglaes counties area. It had an estimated magnitude of 5.4 and caused considerable damage in Anna and surrounding communities. Ohio's health officials say they're investigating how nearly 900 COVID-19 vaccine doses were handled so improperly by Columbus distributor Specialty Rx that they were ruined. Yolanda Harris has more. The Ohio Department of Health reported storage temperatures were not properly monitored, and those 890 doses were supposed to be second doses for some long-term care facility residents. We talked to the head of the OSU Wexner vaccination effort about the challenges that come along with this distribution. You know, I'm hopeful that that everyone learns what what went wrong and then every vaccine provider in the state and the country can hopefully learn what went wrong and why so that way we can all be better because of it. I'm Yolanda Harris. Governor DeWine said yesterday the state will spend $50 million to purchase at-home COVID-19 rapid tests to help Ohioans get tested for the virus without leaving their homes. Kevin Landers reports. Abbott says the test results are 85 to 95 percent accurate. Now, antigen tests require a nose swab, and they're known to produce false negatives. The state's medical director continues to recommend them. Um, When an antigen test is positive, statistically speaking, it's positive. You can have a very high degree of confidence in that. Um, not so much with a negative result. So I would not, for example, advocate anyone taking an antigen test and giving themselves a clean bill of COVID health. From the State House, Kevin Landers. Ohio's unemployment rate for December was 5.5%, down from 5.7% in November. More from Dave James. Ohio's 5.5% jobless rate compares to the national rate of 6.7%. One year earlier, Ohio's rate before the pandemic was 4.1% and a little bit higher than the national average. The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services says there were 315,000 unemployed people in the state in December. Dave James, I went in news. 
In response to the latest shooting of an unarmed black man by an officer in the capital city, Columbus City Council President Shannon Harden yesterday announced proposed legislation that would crack down on misconduct by city police officers. Yolanda Harris has the details. It would enhance discipline for officers who fail to render aid to people shot or hurt by police or punish officers who fail to properly use their body cameras. In serious cases, Harden said criminal charges could also be filed for dereliction of duty. Andre will not solve all police violence, but it's one more step in the right direction. The FOP said they have no issues with body-worn cameras and they are willing to negotiate a policy. However, he criticized a lack of clear communication when it comes to rendering aid. I'm Yolanda Harris. New accusations have been leveled against the troubled grandson of Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson. Michael Kelly has the latest. An arrest warrant for the younger 24-year-old Frank Q. Jackson was issued on Wednesday in Cleveland Muni Court, stemming from the investigation of mid-December allegations of domestic violence. The warrant states Jackson knowingly caused or attempted to cause physical harm to the mother of his child. At the time, the woman told police she did not want to press charges. The city said a special prosecutor was being assigned to investigate. So far, no word when the younger Jackson will appear in court. Michael Kelly, Owen news. And an Orthodox priest from Northwest Ohio says he's been suspended for three months for going to President Donald Trump's rally near the White House before his supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol. Here's Angela Ann. Father Mark Hodges says he was told by a church leader that he was guilty by association. Hodges says he marched toward the Capitol on January 6th, but left when he saw a group violently going after the police. He calls the suspension unjust. The Archbishop from the Diocese of the Midwest Orthodox Church in America confirmed the suspension, but would not comment on details. Angela Ann, ONA News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.